Thank you for divine deposits. <laughs> we thank you for the presence of angels. Thank you for your glory, God. Father, we thank you that you are the uh, spiritual cardiologist. We thank you for massaging our heart even now, our spirits. You've got the heart, our hearts in your hand, and, and you're massaging it tonight, God. Thank you for breathing life back into our, our hearts where there was darkness and, and there was death and there was no vibrancy. Breathe again on us, Jesus. Breathe into our nostrils like you breathe in Adam's nostrils in Genesis. Breathe in revelation, breathe in understanding. Breathe into us, and when we receive that breath, Lord God, it's like we take wind and we go to another levels, Lord Jesus. We go to another levels. We ask that uh, the same prayer that Jabez prayed, a prophetic prayer that you would Expand our borders. Expand our capacities to understand and comprehend the hope that you have for us, Lord Jesus. We say that we're hopeless without you, Lord Jesus. Without you breathing on us, God. tonight man um, when I got the um, I want to sit down tonight that's what I want to do when I uh, got the message that I was going to teach I got so excited because I have so much stuff I, I always have my wife and I were just to always have stuff to share always if people around me you know I have things to share all the time I make sure I keep a well I want to keep a well full of stuff and so um, in my office I had this yellow, um, little yellow sticky tab, and one of them I wrote, Word of Knowledge. And on the second one, I wrote Dreams and Vision. So then Andrew gives me a phone call, and I tell her that I'm teaching. Um, I think last Thursday, she lost, she misplaced. We don't lose things, we misplaced it. Yes. We misplace it until the angels of the Lord find them or the Holy Spirit brings, us to, brings it to our remembrance where it was. That's a faith statement. So, so she had misplaced her bracelet and I had the entire facilities teams looking for it. So Andrew calls me and she says, oh, I found the bracelet. It was sitting in between her car seat, you know. So, um, and I said, oh, the ax head floated. So you remember the story in, uh, I think it was Kings, when the guy borrowed the axe head and uh, he lost it. He was so upset. He, he borrowed the axe and the axe head fell off while he was chopping wood. And Elijah came and took the stick and put it in the water and the, ice, and the axe head come, came floating up. And so I'm like, oh, so I wrote on the third sticky note, axe head. And I was excited because I wanted to 
talk about the accent. So um, I had to ask my father's permission first, so I go home to pray, and he said, talk about dreams and visions. There is entirely too much to cover. By faith, if we catch what the Spirit of God is saying tonight, we will accomplish the task at hand. So I wrote down some things here that I started thinking about earlier. So this is, this is Kenneth's personal uh, process and thoughts about how dreams work and how God deposits them, okay? So God downloads dreams and our visions into our spirit. This is how uh, we communicate with God through our spirit, not with our soul, not with our mind, but through our spirit. So he deposits these dreams, he deposits these visions into our spirit. He uses our brains as a central processing unit to process uh, in different parts of our brain. Mind you, this is not our soul, this is our brain that neither has an opinion one way or another about what God says. It's your soul that has your opinions, your thoughts, and your wills. But your brain doesn't. Your brain just processes information, okay? It processes. So he uses this brain because God gave us this brain. So it's godly in that sense there, okay? So he downloads it in our spirit and it goes to our uh, brain and we process. It, it, so our brain processes it. Then it is uploaded back into our spirit. It's uploaded back into our spirit, and then the gifts of the spirit, they come, become operational because we need, to, we need to have understanding of a dream and a vision that God gives us. I know a lot of us, we have dreams, we have visions that we don't understand. Isn't that right? Sometimes we call them nightmares. It's only because we don't understand it. Okay? And everyone dreams. You may not know that you dream, uh, but you do dream. Because God speaks to us in dreams and visions. So it, it, he gives us a dream. It downloads us in our central processing unit. And then, it, um, and then it's up back, uploaded in our spirit for understanding. And there's three gifts that usually operate with dreams and visions. The words of knowledge, revealing something that we don't know. Because we didn't know about the dream. We need understanding of the dream. The words of wisdom give us insight, give us clarity about what was downloaded. And the gift of discernment. How do we discern this gift? When do we release this gift? How do we speak to whomever God has spoken to us about this dream? Oftentimes I'll get dreams and sometimes I don't remember that I have dreams and I'm in the kitchen preparing myself for that day and then the Holy Spirit says, ding, ding, you had a dream. Or I would have a dream, and I don't know what the dream means in the course of a day or course of the week. Uh, he says, that dream is for this person that's coming to you right now. Okay? Or a lot of times I'll get dreams and I'll get understanding right then. I'm starting now over the last three years. I ask, I ask not only the Holy Spirit do I ask the Holy Spirit for um, interpretation of the dreams, but I ask the angels of the Lord to come to give me understanding of the dream. You can see that all through the Bible from Genesis to Revelations, angelic presence are not gone. They're still here now, okay? They operate on the earth for the sons of God, and that's us, okay? So Numbers chapter 12. God declares that he speaks to his prophets. Well, who are the prophets? We're not talking about the office of a prophet, the five-fold ministry. We're talking about 
us, the prophets, those who are his mouthpiece, those who are his proclaimers, those who declare his word. Everyone in this room at one time or another has given someone scripture, have given them a word of wisdom, some sort. Is that not correct? You don't have to raise your hand. I know of. You've given them some type of godly advice. You are a prophet. You are a mouthpiece of God. I did not say that you're in the office of a prophet. I said we are prophesying. We are speaking on behalf of God. That's what we're doing. We're speaking on his behalf. There is nothing else on this earth that will speak on behalf of God, and God desires to use nothing else but us. Get that in your mind. Be, be, be assured with it. Be confident with that. And when those doubting thoughts come to your brain about, is this God or if it's not God, first check, am I a child of God? Check box, yes, then he is speaking to me. Yes, ma'am. All right, let it be finished. So Numbers chapter 12, verses 5 through 6. Then the Lord descended in the pillar of cloud and stood at the entrance of the tabernacle. Aaron and Miriam, he called and they stepped forward. Read beforehand. There was some trouble before this happened, but I'm just getting to the good part, okay? Uh, and the Lord said to them, now listen to what I say. If there were prophets among you, I, the Lord, would reveal myself in visions and I will speak to them in dreams. This is what God says. There was a whole lot of trouble going on there. But he said, if there was a prophet, if there was someone I really wanted to speak to, I will reveal myself to them um, in dreams and in visions. Um, let's see here. The next scripture, Job 33, 14 through 16. I really like this one here. At night, what happens is God slows us down. He slows us down. Sometimes we're moving so fast, our work, our job. I think it was uh, the other night, um, I, I went to bed probably, I went home at 10 o'clock, went to the gym. I had a long day. Went to the gym, um, got home. I had to do a hospital visit, got home about 10.30, and then um, um, I studied till about 2 o'clock, and then Andrea said, uh, I was sleeping so, so, so good. I was dreaming. I actually was dreaming. So she didn't say goodbye, so I said, baby, tell me goodbye next time, you know. So anyway, uh, so God slows us down, and how does he slow us down? When we sleep. So verse number 14, for God may speak in one way while we're walking, while we're talking, while we're reading the Bible, while we're having devotionals or whatever. He may speak in one way or in another. Yet man does not perceive it because we're busy, busy, we're busy. But God is persistent to get his will across in man. So what happens? Verse 15, in a dream, in a vision at night. When deep sleep falls upon men while they're slumbering in beds, then he opens their ears, he opens their spirit, not their natural ears. We don't hear God, so, yes, some people do with their natural ears, but we hear him in our spirit. He opens our spirit and he makes deposits. He gives us dreams. Then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction. So listen to this story. Several years ago, I, I was doing some jogging, so I jogged to the church. There was prayer meeting on a Saturday. So I jogged to the church, and um, they, the, uh, prayer was going on already. So I just found a place in the back. I laid, laid down, and I began to pray in the spirit. 
So there was someone in that meeting that was praying in the natural English, and there was someone that was praying in the spirit really loud, and they were praying in the spirit louder than the person that was praying in the natural. So much that it disturbed me. So I'm like, so I'm, I'm having these thoughts inside. I'm like, doesn't this person know that's kind of rude? You're praying all loud in the spirit, and somebody's praying in uh, English. We want to know what this woman is praying, right? What this person is praying. It disturbed me so bad that I started listening very intently to what the woman was praying in the spirit. And I heard, I had interpretation of tongues, what she was praying for in the spirit. And so this is what I heard in the spirit. I heard the Lord kept saying, come up here, come up here. Tell the people to come up here. Tell them. And I'm laying down and so I'm having this conversation with God. And I said, God, I can't tell the people that. I can't tell them to come up here, come up here. And because of the relationship that we have with God, I said, you have to show me a vision. I did, because I'm like, I'm going to do what you asked me to do, but you've got to give me a vision. I'm asking for a vision. And I, so I'm having this conversation, and sure enough, he gives me this vision while I'm laying down. Dreams and visions, dreams and visions, dreams and visions. So he gives me this vision. He shows me this barn, barn, and um, it's a, there's a loft, up, a loft second floor, and I see Jesus bending over the loft, and he's saying, come up here, come up here. There's things that I want to tell you. Oh, man, God. There's things that I want to tell you. Come up here, come up here. I'm not going down there. Come up here, come up here. God wants us to come up a little bit higher. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of the thunders in the, in the mountain and, and let somebody hear God for you. What, what if they misinterpret what God is saying to you? Because these are human bodies. We have the propensity to do it wrong, okay? So go to God yourself. Ask him. Uh, you can make this faith statement. God, I don't really believe that you speak to me, but speak to me anyway. Open the eyes of my understanding. I have some doubt. Show me. Make it clear. And so when, it, when, I, saw the, when I saw that vision, I'm like, I can do this one because I love telling stories. I love telling visions. And so I said, hey, guys, I, I heard something from God. And I shared the story with them about the barn and everything. I said, and an interpretation of, of God was he wants us to come up higher. He wants us to come up higher because there's things that God wants to say to us. Okay? There are inheritance, there are promises, there are provisions, uh, there's insight uh, that God wants to give to us. A quick story, I wasn't going to tell this story here, but listen, um, I was on a mission field. I was on a mission field before I had this job. And I was talking to my good friend John Whited. He was in France and I was in Ukraine. And he was having some challenges, and he was calling me and asking me what to do. And he said to me, he says, um, I'm having some challenges. He says, God is dealing with my heart, me and my wife's heart, about being full-time missionaries in uh, France. And I said, I would love to have that job, the missions job that he had as, youth, as missions pastor here. That was nowhere on my radar. Those who know me probably know this story. It was nowhere on my radar. 
What was on my radar was to finish my two months in Ukraine. I had my visa, uh, my visa to go back to Russia on Pastor Alex's desk. I had even, the Holy Spirit made me forget about that. I had two weeks left in Ukraine, and I wrote my plans to come back and church in the sun, and this is how I got here. This is because of a dream. So God spoke to me in a dream, okay? So he speaks to us, he gives us directions, and he gives us guidance. We okay? All right. So, and he hasn't stopped yet. So something I wrote down pertaining to church and the sun. You've heard of the Big Bang Theory. That's how, uh, I guess, some scientists believe that the earth was evolved. There was a small little matter, and then all of a sudden there was something very chaotic that happened, and then bang, and this is how the cosmos was, was, um, was created. I find that a little hard to digest, <laughs> just a tad. Just oh, only because if you see the beautiful colors of flowers and, and how he creates people and God created people, I'm like, that's not chaotic. That's, that's not chaotic. There was some order in that. Well, listen, there is in the spirit, God wants to do a spiritual big bang theory over us opening it up to dreams and visions relative to your job, your family, uh, your, the future, um, your, uh, your businesses, your finances. I, I, I'm going to release this. So when I was sitting over here, I saw, I saw Don Taylor. I saw Don Taylor. I saw, I saw business, your business, Don, and I saw, I can, I can do this. Uh, I, <laughs> I can do this. I saw, I, saw, I saw houses, a lot of houses, a lot of big houses when I was sitting over there. I saw a lot of big houses, Don, and that's all I'm going to say, okay? I saw a lot of big houses when I was sitting over there, okay? When I was sitting next to Pastor Tony, um, um, that's uh, Tony and Maya, we're so glad to have you here. I, I went over to Pastor Tony, and I prayed for Pastor Tony. Pray, to, pray that the visions and the dreams that God has given them, uh, sometimes we have to push, push, start that in somebody else. And listen, the great thing about it is when God gives you a vision, you say, oh, he did it for me. I've got enough energy now to push it through somebody else, okay? I, I get a lot of visions, a lot of downloads, and my wife hears them all. Oh, bless her heart. Y'all pray for her. Don't pray for me. Pray for her. <laughs> So, so I have strength, I have perseverance to help push those dreams out. At, at its simplest form, God is opening our capacity. He's opening the wells to receive more. Church in the Sun was not built nor founded on strategies alone. I wasn't there. I'm confident Pastor Day was there and others. But it was not strategies alone that this church was founded. There was some dreams. There were some dreams. I do know that Pastor Alex's first wife came up with the name. I don't like the word came up with the name. God deposited in her spirit to give this name to Church in the Sun. Maybe by a dream while she was showering, maybe at the beauty salon, but God spoke. What is God speaking to you about your next step? If you don't know, ask him. Ask him to give you a dream. Ask him to give you a vision, okay? Joseph was a dreamer, dreamer of dreamers. He, he, was, he was a massive dreamer. 
It got him in trouble, but it also saved the nation. Genesis 37, verses 5 through 7. Guys, I'm just releasing some scriptures here to stir your spirit up about dreaming. So Joseph has a dream, verses 5 through 7. He's, he's a young boy, and what he didn't have working for him on his side here was his father's favorite son. That was strike one against him right there. That was probably strike one through 10 on Joseph. My brother was, I'm the oldest son. Uh, actually, there's only two of us. I'm the oldest son, and I'm thinking, man, where's my birthright? I should be the favorite son. But growing up, my brother was the favorite son, man. I had to fight hard. I didn't play baseball. I played baseball, but I was scared of that ball, okay? I didn't want the ball hitting me. But my brother could play baseball. <laughs> Duck. <laughs> and so my dad played baseball. He played semi-pro baseball and football. And I didn't play sports till latter years. So my brother was his favorite son for a long, long, long time. Okay? A long time. So I know what Joseph feels like, man. So anyway, so Joseph was a favorite son. So here comes Joseph. Joseph has a dream, his first dream. And I can imagine, I can imagine, Joseph's probably five foot two. His big brothers are five, nine, six, two, six, three. And here comes little Joseph. Hey guys, guess what, man? I had a dream. <laughs> so Joseph tells the dream. Joseph says, I had a dream. And in a dream, we were out in the field and we were collecting wheat and we were bundling together. And and my all of a sudden, guys, my wheat. Stocks started standing up, and your weak bundle started bowing down to mine. And like, boy, what is wrong with you, man? <laughs> okay, so probably a week or month goes by his second dream. He has a second dream, and here he comes, and he says, uh, he says uh, so he says, hey, hey, guys, you got a minute? I had another dream. You want to listen to my dream? They probably, this time they said no out loud, okay? No, Joseph, but he's a little, little brother, and little brothers don't listen. So Joseph said, hey, man, this time I had a dream. I saw the stars. I saw the moons. And I think I, he said he, I saw uh, uh, the sun. And guess what they did, guys? They all bowed down to me. And they're like tripping, man. What's wrong with you, man? But the guy is dreaming. They don't know it. Because sometimes, a lot of times, the prophetic dreams that God gives us, listen to this. You have to be careful who you share them with. They're not haters. They're dream killers. <laughs> they're not haters. They're just dream killers. And they don't purposely, they don't purposely kill the dreams. They just don't operate in that dimension. So they don't have understanding. So you have to ask for wisdom, God, who to share it to. A lot of times, for my wife and myself, I sure want to share the dream with her. And, and I get this unction not to. And likewise with her. I may start to tell her something, and I, I say, back off. And same thing with her. We've done this for many, many years. You have to be careful because there is an appointed time. If you release a word out of season, it might as well be a word or a dream that wasn't from God. There is a season. So we, so we sit it up there and wait for that time, appointed time. Oh, man, I'm okay. Okay, so anyway, so Joseph, so the end story of this is several, maybe some years later, several years later, 
and trials and tribulations that Joseph went through, you know, uh, there was great famine in the land. And he's in the house of Pharaoh. And so his family comes to, comes to see him because he's ruler. He's like the second in charge there. They don't even recognize Joseph because Joseph takes on the sort of the, the look of, of the people that he was under, you know, uh, Pharaoh, okay? So they come to him, and they don't recognize this Joseph. But after a while, Joseph recognizes, this is my brother's, and my, my brother's coming to me. And they, they're wanting grain to eat. And Joseph remembers the dream. Now here's the interpretation. Here we go. Now's the interpretation. Some several years later, I'm not a scholar, so I don't know how many years later, Joseph gets the interpretation of the dream. It could, I don't know, I'm not even guess. Several years later, Joseph gets the interpretation of the dream. While he's in, oh, listen, while he's in the office to, to um, rescue a nation, to be a deliverer, God puts us in that place at the appointed time to be a deliverer for somebody in our lives. But he's got to get it through us so he can get it to somebody else. Someone else's dream um, in uh, Wigs of Hope, these young kids that have cancer or, or whatever the challenges are and they don't have hair, you've helped, you and your husband help bring their identity and dignity back because whatever dream God gave to you about Wigs of Hope, okay? The dreams, the dreams, the dreams, the dreams, the dreams. So Joseph saves his family, saves a nation, but he didn't even know what the dream was until all of a sudden here comes his brothers and there's famine in the land, okay? So my question to you is, are we willing to put ourselves in a position so that God can speak to us? Because he wants to speak to us. So the end result was a nation was saved. So listen, I just had this dream recently. I had a dream, seems like two weeks ago. So two weeks ago, I met this Ukrainian couple. I was so happy they were speaking and and, and uh, I was talking to him, talking the little Russian that I know, okay? <laughs> Mispronouncing words all over the place, but they understood me nevertheless. <laughs> I go home, and I have a dream about the Russian couple that I just met. I mean, the Ukrainian couple that I just met. So this is the dream. I love this dream. This, this, uh, let me tell the dream first. In this dream, I'm in Odessa, Ukraine airport. And I'm speaking Russian to the dignitaries in the airport, asking them questions for directions and for guidance. I'm, I'm asking questions. I'm speaking to them in Russian. They act like they don't understand me, and I'm speak. Everybody knows I speak fluent Russian, right? What's the problem? <laughs> and I'm very upset because they don't understand me. I wake up from the dream, so I'm out of the dream. I'm out of the dream, and this is what I say out of my mouth. I said, angel of the Lord, give me interpretation of the dream. I literally said that out of my mouth. Angel of the Lord, give me interpretation of the dream. As soon as I said that, I dove right back into the dream. Literally like an airplane diving down, 
I literally dived right back into the dream. I dived, oh man, I dived right back into the dream. And where do I go? I go right back into Odessa airport. And who am I talking to? I am talking to the very same angel that I asked for interpretation of the dream. So I'm standing in Odessa airport talking to this angel and saying to him, I'm in the airport. I'm asking for directions and instructions, but the people act like they don't understand me. The angel begins to give me instructions and directions while I'm in the dream. He's taking me all around Odessa airport, showing me what to do and, and how to do it. I wake up the second time from the dream. And this time, I'm saying, God, what is this all about? And so he says, it's about the Ukrainian couple that I just met that day. So I can't wait to meet the Ukrainian couple again the next day. So the next day, I go and see the Ukrainian couple. And I say, guys, I know this sounds funny, and I usually don't do this. Um, I uh, I usually don't tell people it sounds funny because I'm very sure how God speaks to me in dreams because of the confident, okay, uh, the relationship. So I say, I usually don't do this, but I had a dream about you guys. And as I start telling them the dream, here comes the gifts. Remember I told you those three Three gifts that works with dreams and visions, the word of knowledge, the word of vision, wisdom, and the gift of discernment. So the word of knowledge starts operating as I'm releasing, unfolding this dream to them. It's almost like, it was not almost, it was just like the pieces of the puzzles were coming together. And I understood, every time I opened my mouth, he, I saw more, I saw open visions. I had a dream, and then I had the open vision, and I give it to them. They were so happy. They're in tears. They're in tears because what I released. I don't know what it was about. I don't know. It's not my responsibility. It's not our responsibility. Our responsibilities is to be vessels that God could speak through. That's, that's speak through. Let him speak through you. He's not going to hurt us. He's not going to harm us. Let's stop calling dreams and visions nightmares. As a matter of fact, let's stop saying they're strange and they're weird. Say, God, this, you gave me something. I'm going to put it on the shelf until I get understanding of it. Because, because he says, I wish, oh, I won't get there first. I, I'm speaking to you, okay? I want to release this here. The next phase of church and son would be very historical and momentous. We're already in there. The dreamers will unravel the strategies and the plans for this next level. Pastor Alex has released, and we've heard him plenty of times before, right behind us south, that would be a little southwest, south-southwest of us, there's a big lot right there, dreams of four, five-story building, right across the street, it's probably 60, 70% uh, vacant, Many don't know, many years ago, Claude Byers had his studios over there, Channel, Super Channel 55, and churches all over Central Florida area would go there and broadcast their services live. I don't think that's by accident, okay? There are so many things to be unfolded. We have a generation coming up behind us. They're going to need fathers and mothers to, to speak into their lives, because every generation gets weaker and get wiser. Can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. We're merging together as we move together. 
Yes, you will get some dreams and visions that are, are not understandable, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's not from God. Simply put it on the shelf and ask the Holy Spirit to give you clarity. Uh, can I get my key guy out here? This is the last story. Joel chapter 2, verse 23. Joel chapter 2, verse 23. Most people automatically go to verse 28. But there was something that really, really exciting happened even before verse 28. And you know what? I'm going to ask us to stand on this here because we're going we're to close on here, okay? We're going to close right here. Joel verse 2, I mean chapter 2, verses 23 to 29. It says, be glad then, you children of Zion. Be glad, everyone that's in church in the sun right now. Be glad, be glad. And rejoice in the Lord your God. He has given you the former rain faithfully, the former and the latter rain. He has He's not given it to us. He has already given us the former and the latter rain. And he will cause the rain to come down from you, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month together. The former and the latter rain. The threshing floor shall be full of wheat. That's a good thing. That's our cabinets are full. Our bank accounts are full. Our children walk in divine health. We have our right mind. Sickness is far from us. Hello. This is good. The threshing floor shall be full of wheat, and the vat shall overflow with new wine and oil. That means, that's, that means to me that I'm not going to get unexpected car trouble. I'm not going to get unexpected bills. If I do, God's going to take care of it. Okay? 25, so I will restore to you, you the years that the swarming locust has eaten. Not just the swarming locust, I pray this quite a bit. The crawling locust, the consuming locust, and the chewing locust, my great army which I sent among you. He's going to stop all of those. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God who has dwelt wonderfully with you. And my people shall never be put to shame. Then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. I am in the midst of your household. God, I am in the midst of your affairs. I am in the midst of your affairs. I am in the midst of your calamities. I am in the midst of your despair. Yea, though we walk, I'm in the midst there. And God, when God shows up, he doesn't show up by himself. Every time God shows up, multitudes of angels show up also. Multitude of angels. More angels then you can imagine, show up. You remember when there's a story when the prophet Elisha, they were sleeping, him and his servant Gehazi, they were in this valley, and they were in the bottom of the valley, 
and they were running and they were resting, Gehazi woke up first. And when Gehazi woke up, he saw angels, but he saw the angels of the, of the adversary all around him. He said, Master, 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 wake up. We're surrounded by our enemies. The prophet wakes up. The people of God wake up because they know God is for us who can be against us. And they're not startled because of the bad news. The prophet's not startled because of the bad news. He makes a declaration. He makes a prophetic declaration that we can make ourselves. He makes a prophetic declaration when he opens his mouth. He said, God, open the eyes of my people. Open the, I want you guys to hear this. Open the eyes of my servant that they may see that there's more force than against us. I'm assuming Gehazi is tripping because he's saying, man, what my man just woke up. He's not in the spirit right now. He's probably tired. But he shook his head like this. And when he opened his eyes again, what did he see? He saw the host of the angels of the Lord encamp all around him. He had an open vision. I take what the Bible says literally. I'm not trying to get a theological understanding of it or what was the place, what was the time. I want to know what the Spirit of God is saying for me where I live today. And God is not a respecter person. 27, then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, the Lord your God, and there is no other. My people shall never be put to shame. Here's the verse that we love to go to right here. But you saw all that happened beforehand. beforehand. Verse 28, and it shall come to pass afterward, afterward what? After your vats are full with, with food and provision, after we're walking in the glory and the promises of God, after he delivers out of the, off the sick bed, afterward, afterward, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. You cannot go to verse 28 right offhand. You can't. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. We are 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 in, how do I know that? How do I know that? Two weeks ago, seems like a lot of things happened two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, we started the rain series back up on Thursday. Um, and you're, um, we're going to be teaching more about dreams and visions. So we'll be there tomorrow at 7 o'clock. But I, I personally, some teams around, and we decided that we're going to pray more for Pastor Alex. Pray for the shepherd man so that, that the doors will stay open. That the rivers will stay open. That the dams will stay open. So while we're in worship, John why did his playing the guitar while we're in worship and, and just enjoying the Lord? I had an open vision. I had an open vision. And show that picture of the open vision. Are they still there? I had an open vision of the angel of the Lord. I saw this angel right here. 
And in his hands were fireballs of the Holy, of the Holy Spirit. And he was throwing these fireballs just like this, man. He was throwing the fireballs. And I went to, I went to, I'm sorry, I'm okay. I went to uh, Kelly and I said, Kelly, guess what I saw? And Kelly says clearly to me, oh, why don't you draw it? Because she draws prophetically. I'm like, that's beyond my skill set. <laughs> but I go home that night and in the morning, I'm laying in bed at five o'clock in the morning and talking to Andrea. I pull up my iPad and I begin to draw what I saw. And this is what I saw. You, you may not see it. You probably can't. Oh, anyway, where is it at? I see it here. There it is. So you see around his belt? That's a Roman number 28. Joel 28. I will pour out my spirit. I will pour out my spirit. And that's what God was doing. The angel, angel, because God's will and his desire would be fulfilled on earth. He uses men. He uses angel. And this angel was coming to fulfill the will in Joel chapter 28. With fireballs, he was throwing it. So he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of God is saying. Okay? Raise your hands. Raise your hands. Raise your hands just to receive. Father, we thank you right now for the prophetic word, for dreams and visions. We thank you for the increase of dreams and visions. We thank you for the increase of dreams and visions while you're driving in your car and you see a heads-up display. While you're brushing your teeth in the mirror, you'll see a vision. My couple from, from Paris, you'll see dreams and visions for the next level that you're going to. Dreams and visions shall increase, the Lord says. And not only that, you will have understanding. You will have insight. You will have wisdom. The word of knowledge is going to increase. And the understanding is going to increase. Begin to write them down and ask the Holy Spirit and ask the angels of the Lord to give us interpretation of these dreams. So let's just soak in that. I don't know what the song is, but let's just rest in that. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Yes, Even now. Pour it out, God. Pour it out, God. Pour it out, Jesus. Yes, pour it out. Pour it out. Pour it out. Yes, ask for it. Ask for it. He promised, he said, I'll give you the former and the latter rain. Ask for it. Ask for it. It's here for you to grab it right now. Yes. The house he's talking about is house right here. Yes, God. Yes, Jesus. Here. Yes, God. 
by faith. Remember what I said earlier? That if we will open our faith, because we open our faith up, we will receive it. It's by faith. It is. So I know without a shadow of a doubt, I can tell you without a shadow, I know, I know without a shadow of a doubt, you're going to start dreaming even more than you ever before. I started talking to the staff one time about dreams not long ago, and uh, one of our key leaders came up to me and the staff and said, ever since you started talking about dreams, the dreams increased. Every since. And this, this thing I do know, that Pastor Alex doesn't just pick people, just pick a, pull a rabbit out the hat. It's by divine appointment. So whatever the assignment was at that time, there, God's going to honor that. He's going to honor that. So check this out. We're going to go back into worship just a little bit. And we, I know we have to go. But listen. Can, can I ask you something? I once wasn't, wasn't where I should be in God. Okay? I, one time, it was about two, two years of my life, I wasn't where I should be in God. And it's the little, the little things that we don't do that mess up the whole, the whole thing that God has for us. So why continue on when help is right here? It is. He's right here. His arm is so wide open. He for, when, we, when we confess our sins, he forgets that he even forgives. Okay. So if you would like to invite God to come into your life and to love on him or perhaps there's something that we did that we didn't, shouldn't have done or we're still battling with and you need some H-E-L-P, you need something stronger than you are to help you out, hey man, you can raise your hand right where you are. You can come up front. I got prayer people to pray with you, but I wouldn't walk away today empty-handed. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. If you need help in anything, I'm going to be the first one to raise my hand. I need help. I need help. I need help. I, I need help. Yep, I need help. I need help. One time when I didn't give my life to Christ, if you want to come up, if you want to, the altar's open. You can come here. Okay? So those who are coming up for salvation and help, you can come right here. Okay? Hey, don't clap. We're good. We're good. Stay right there. Stay right there. Come right here. Okay? Right? We're good, we're good. Uh-uh. We're good right here. So check this out. You with me, man? What's up, bro? <laughs> I love this. So we're going to dismiss, but if you want your dreams to increase and you want us to lay our hands on you in partition, hey, come up to the altar. We're going to dismiss, but we're going to come up in the altar. We don't have to go right now, if you guys don't mind singing a little bit and staying in this flow where the river's flowing. So I'm going to dismiss, dismiss everyone. We thank you for coming. We bless you. But you can come to the altar if you want to, okay? While, the, while they sing and I ask our leaders, 
Pastor Tony and Pastor Dave and Don, and we lay our hands and pray for people. But my guys that come up, those who come up to give their life to Christ and receive Christ or to rededicate their life, I want you to repeat after me. Say, Jesus, I ask for forgiveness for not acknowledge you in my life. You said if I confess my sins, you're faithful and just to forgive me of my sins. So Jesus, I acknowledge you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my life to help me with those things I can't help for myself. In the name of Jesus, you receive salvation. Pastor Dave's going to take you guys, okay? All right? Don't go nowhere. So come on, man, jump in the river. When the river is stirring, that's when you get in the river. We don't come to church just to come to church. Even if you just want to come and wade in the river. Let's say you can't swim. If you can't swim, at least come in the river to your ankles. God, oh man, if you can't swim, at least get in the water up to your knees. If you can swim, come in the water up to your ankles. But just get in the water. Don't stay on the shore. Get in the water. Get in the water. Get in the water. Get in the water. Come on, Don and Ernie. Come on, you guys. Let's come and get in the water. Let's come and get in the water. Come on. Come and get in the water. Come and get in the water. Just come in and get in the water and just wave in the water. Father, we wave in the water right now, Lord Jesus. Oh, Jesus.